Oh, cheers. sorry. Oh. I didn't know if I were to get you one. Yeah, sure, cheers. cheers. I autistically uh, missed the cheers. <laughs> I like <laughs> <laughs> See, that's like, again, a part of It's like I seem like an asshole or like cold, but I just don't pick up on like. <laughs> the, the other big part of uh, stand up I learned about over the last several months was the competitiveness. Mm hmm. And that was another thing I, I know now I'm fairly self-aware. I wouldn't ever, like, want to compete with someone who was just making me laugh. Like, it wouldn't make sense to compete with a comic to yeah. me. But, yeah. you know, I'm not a working comic. I'm sure it changes once money's involved. It's but gotta, as someone yeah. who's just, like, hung out at open mics and, like, fucked around, it's so fun. Yeah, I wouldn't want to, you know, be funnier than anyone. I'd want everyone to be funny. And that's not how uh, you no. become successful in <laughs> well, yeah, stand-up. I wonder that. I wonder that because I have the same thing where, like, dude, I truly, I don't enjoy going to concerts. And I play music for a living, and I don't enjoy going to concerts because the only thought I ever have when I go to concerts is, what the fuck do I have to do? To be the person up there instead of the person down here. Oh, you don't I, enjoy the music. I, I mean, I, I, I can appreciate the music. If it's a band that I know, but even then, I'm like, I'm not really the type of guy who's like, oh shit, they're coming to town. Let me fucking buy tickets. Like, if somebody like really makes a thing of it, they're like, they know that we both like a band, and he's like, dude, they're coming to town. Let's get tickets. Like, all right, I'll fucking, yeah, fuck it, I'll go. I'll buy tickets. But, like, I've never been the type of guy to, like, I'm not a fan of music. I like music. I like the music that I listen to, but I'm not, like, a fan. I don't, like, seek it out. I'm a fan of, I listen to, you know, comedians. I'm a fan of comedy, and I can truly enjoy comedy because I'm not a fucking comedian. And so I don't look, I don't go and watch Tim Dillon do a show and be like, Pfft motherfucker that should be me up there yelling about nancy pelosi like no it's just like i can enjoy it as as just an audience member you know so i i do wonder if like a if that is the key to success because again i think what happens is when you constantly find yourself in that predict look there's different types of success there are people that find success by being that egotistical douchebag gatekeeper type of guy who like they get a stroke of luck and then they pull the ladder up behind them and i we had a magician on my podcast a while ago and he was talking about he was huh yes i'm sorry i love that what (laughs) no he's cool his name is spencer horseman he runs the illusions down in fed hill he's a really cool dude but my father used to always have this thing where he said if somebody's afraid to tell you how they did it or show you the way it's because they're afraid you can do it better than them and so a lot of times with magic it's like this kind of like once you figure out the trick then anybody can do it so a lot of people that are not very they're not necessarily they don't necessarily deserve where they're at they hit a stroke of luck they knew somebody they're successful they're touring but they have this kind constant looming fear where it's like dude if somebody else got the same opportunity i did they'd be more successful than me they'd take my spot and so instead of being the type of person who's like certain of themselves and be like look man i'll tell you exactly how did i email you ever talk to those type of people where it's like hey man like how'd you get that shit like i don't know man it's just kind of like hard work like okay dude yeah i'm sure that didn't grind in yeah it's like dude you don't want to tell me because you know if i knew the exact guy to email and fucking emailed him and we got a show there we'd fucking blow you out of the water and that's that's what you are worried about so instead you want to be the guy that's like well i got the show good luck you know what i'm saying that's unfortunate i think that's stifling the creativity yeah 
I think I, I, that's the biggest thing I hope I never lose. I love going to stand-up shows. I love going to open mics. I will sit there and watch every fucking comic. I love Same. open mic, like the bad comics, the good comics. I love every single moment of it. And like, that's one of those things where people will be like, you still like comedy? Mm -hmm. You still like this? And I'm like, yeah, I fucking love comedy. Why would I, why would I want to be a comedian if I wasn't here to laugh and just goof off? And like the Baltimore comedy scene is so like, they're so serious and it's just like dude you signed up to be a fucking clown yeah, mm -hmm. yeah you are here to tell jokes stop it's so it's not that deep and it's like nobody like nobody wants to book you if you're being a douchebag mm -hmm. nobody wants to like hang out with you if you are super negative like that and it's like so much about like getting booked on shows and so much about like all of like the networking is about just being a chill, cool person. And it's yeah. like these people come in with just this negative energy and it's like, what are, what are you doing? Yeah. You literally signed up for the dumbest fucking job. Like, I mean, this is like second to being a fucking rodeo clown. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like being a rodeo clown might be a little bit more satisfying. I think the costume yeah. would be better. It would be fun. You know, you get to hang out with some animals. There's cowboys. That's, Always like cool hats, Chats. boots. I think yes. that real comedians need to take back the Baltimore scene because it seems overrun by theater kids to me. <laughs> and it, it, it's just like very much evident, just like it seems like a high school drama club type of thing. No, no, literally no. drama club. Let me rephrase that. It's a bunch of kids that bullied the theater kids, even though they wanted to be theater kids oh, low key. So it's like they were like, you have all this attention, but you're a fucking nerd. And now they're the fucking nerds and they're still trying to be all big and bad, even though they're doing the same thing they bullied yeah. other kids for. Mm -hmm. that's the energy that I see from these guys because it's just like and I say these guys because it's it's not the fucking women in, in the Baltimore comedy scene this is mm. it, that's why Zismos is such a safe place because it's so female ran that like I'm one thing I will say about Zismos though is that I made one joke there and then a certain somebody in the audience says what the fuck she's like am I gonna have to cancel Sam Kelly and I'm like I'm literally um, um, on disability for bipolar I lost my children I'm on probation um, I should be getting food stamps. Like I am not far, far from privilege besides my skin color. And you want to cancel me over my free speech when I was just talking about my own life. Yeah. If I was off mic, I could rattle off a couple females in the scene that but, I think um, are gatekeeping. Can I see the letter by the way? But yeah, I yeah. still, but yeah, but I absolutely, I still adore Zizimos and I yeah. understand that they are trying and I, I love the club. I love what Michael Furr is done with it and I yeah. get it. Like Michael something Furr, like that has to oh, exist. He's, you he's know? amazing. Um, and that's one of those I things where it's like, I am still so new to the scene. Like I've only been in here for a year. So like when I'm meeting people and everything, like I'm meeting them now. Yeah, I'm yeah. meeting post COVID everybody. <laughs> I I have no idea who everybody was before the pandemic, yeah. but I've been told that that is where all of the like fuck shit happened. So now when I'm like friends with people and then like I hear shit about them, I'm like, what happened? And I'm like, that was four years ago. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, because COVID really was a reset for the scene. A global reset, some might say. <laughs> um, but like no, it really, just for comedy. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did kind of reset the scene where anybody who was just kind of doing it for fun, like you could always, you could just kind of tell like who was just like, eh, you know, the second they got an opportunity to like step out of the matrix, they were like, I don't know if I'd want to go back in that matrix, you know? And it's like, so a lot of the people, yeah, there's, there is a new roster of people that I'm not as familiar with. Cause I was much more familiar with the scene pre COVID, you okay, know, when we first, but, uh, yeah, unfortunately, like I, I'm trying to appreciate more, like actually having friends and enjoying the laughter and everything like that. But 
in my heart of hearts, like I know that I'm never going to be fucking happy unless I ever manifest something from this. Like, and I, I want to just appreciate it for what it is. And it's like, I'm not trying to have an ego about it or anything. It's, it's just like, that's just, it's comedy has like haunted me for the past like four years when I wasn't doing it. And, and it's, I couldn't even watch a comedy special. Yeah. Without, like bursting into tears and being you like, just gotta why re- isn't that me? Like, <laughs> you kind of got to recalibrate it. your expectation. Like right, they like say, rebalance. like happiness like, is when expectations meets reality. And yeah, that's not yeah. a, a argument for, well, just don't ever expect anything and then you'll always be happy because obviously right. you want to set goals. But I think the problem with a lot of performers, including myself, is we have these kind of ideas of I want to be successful. But very few people ever take the time to sit down and actually define what that means like what would be and then what happens is you wind up becoming in the scenario like with the the true greats of all time like in sports you look at like michael jordan tom brady people like that when they all they know is just to just fucking dominate and they can't they can't even fathom the idea that it's like their time is done i'm not saying tom brady's time is done you know but i'm saying that like you know because the thing with tom brady is like he's still like a top 15 quarterback and people are like he's washed up he should retire it's like okay so should every other the other 16 quarterbacks that aren't as good as him that are 23 also retire like you know just because he's not the greatest of all time anymore doesn't mean he can't play in the nfl but isn't he literally the greatest i don't i know nothing he's about the football, literal greatest quarterback i know of all stuff time. about quidditch but it, there was a debate eight years ago the debate is over yeah but at this point like i wouldn't want him to quit for like his career because that's amazing like his career has been amazing but for his health like i mean when you're when you're in your 40s playing football it's not the same as the guys in their 20s playing football i wouldn't want him to retire i mean like if he was in his 20s but now it's just like buddy you're gonna fucking kill yourself doing this no he never gets it yeah well that's true there's there's i I would look at it more from the still a lot too the family aspect it's like you get to a certain point it's like you're 40 you're 42 years old it's like and then it's like you got to start weighing out the options okay do i want to spend the rest of my children's childhoods with them or do I want to spend the next five years still being on the road and never really it's like those are like grown man decisions that he has to make and I'm not going to sit there and be like I have the answers for him I guess what I was getting at is like if you don't ever if you have never sat down and actually given yourself a clearly defined idea of what it would mean to be successful then you're never going to feel like you're successful and you're never going to be happy you're going to because if you really zoomed out and looked at your progression and your progression your progression from when you were starting I remember starting out when I was 19 years old and, and walking down the streets of Fells Point with a CD and saying, giving it to these bartenders and be like, hey, can you listen to this? Can you let me play here? And never getting calls back. And now all of a sudden, you know, I got to a point where it was like, now I'm playing at every bar in Fells Point. But no, I don't see that as success because now that's just the norm. It's like I expect to be booked at Admiral's Cup and the horse and fucking all these riptide and all these fucking plays. It's not even a question, you know? So it's like because of that, it's like if you never take the time to be like, okay, if you didn't have a clearly defined idea of like in in three years, I want to be able to get any gig in, in Baltimore, any bar gig that I want, I want to be able to get that. And it's like, if you can then look at that and be like, oh, see, look, 19-year-old me would look at 25-year-old me and be like, oh, wow, you were successful. But because you never did that, now you're just stuck in the zone where that's just the new normal. And now you're just, just as unhappy as you were when you were 19, except on a different level. So now the next thing is what's going to make you happy. And then guess what? You get that and then you go... Well, I mean, I mean, uh, and then you're not happy then either. And then that's why you keep going and keep going. You're never fucking happy because you never actually find, found out for yourself 
what it actually means to be happy. No, you I know? love that. I when like that's a hundred percent it because like, dude, nineteen year old me would kill to be twenty three year old me. Like nineteen year old me would be so happy, and it's like, yeah, I'm only getting booked a few times. I'm doing open mics, but it's like this is where I wanted to be. This is exactly what I wanted. So it's just like I, I do feel a lot of like that's a big thing that I practice. Like it's a lot of just gratitude because it's like you cannot be happy if you're constantly just like not looking at what you already have. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I love the fact that I can go and I can go to Fresh Market and buy my groceries. I have a house. I am like thriving. And it's like that. I'm grateful for that. So it's just like, OK, I have mm-hmm. achieved a goal that I needed to achieve. And it's just like the next goal I achieve is going to feel great, too. But like this one feels good. So it's yeah. like I think that a lot of people lose that because they're so focused on like, oh, my God, what if I fail? And yeah. it's like, eh. If you fail, then, you're just already yeah, you you're spend, already a loser. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, spend yeah. your whole <laughs> life just being scared of failing, and then yeah. like you look back and you're like, I wasn't happy for a single fucking moment of that. Yeah, and well, like I just never want to be like that. Whose idea of failing? Like most of us, when we walk out of the house, we think, uh, "What are they going to think about me? And how can I make more money?" Yeah, most people in this country, especially, <laughs> our first couple of thoughts. That's why everyone seems stupid. Our yeah. brains aren't doing anything anymore. Yeah. We're just looking at each other and going, fuck, they got that car. I got to get that car. Yeah. Yeah. And like in, in such a rapid way, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. you can get famous. I don't want to shit on podcasts or anything on one, <laughs> but like from doing this, like people have made millions of dollars from like kicking it and like, we're going to record it with headphones on. Yeah, and I think that's fucking sick. I think it's it's, amazing. What a time to be alive! It's cool it can be done, but the flip side of it being cool that it can be done is in the wrong hands. Like people who aren't productive, society works because we are making it work. Well, that was so. If we're just making shit work for ourselves, it's just gonna keep going. (laughs) You need to find your sense. That that was that's a good. I'm glad you said that because that was kind of what I was gonna say as an argument for you to maybe continue pursuing for two reasons. Not even necessarily the word pursuing is the wrong word to use, but just now that you've stepped out and you have your life kind of like you're happy with where you're at. This you might find that this might be the best time to actually truly enjoy playing music again and doing comedy because you're no longer in it for that seeking validation. It's just something you enjoy doing. I 100% agree. You know, so the the validation seeking wasn't there mm-hmm. to begin with, which is why I was hesitant because something I knew about stand up was you had to have that like that was funny, right? Or mm-hmm. like you think you had to want the reaction, mm-hmm. and not that like I'm a above anyone but it i just don't think about that like yeah if something is shitty in my life it's my fault i'm a i'm a single dude with no kids so it's yeah. easy for me to say that <laughs> uh but it's true not a lot of people to blame yeah you know what i mean so what what i learned with the stand-up is i started writing a lot more and i do want to pursue it just mm-hmm. not the being on stage part not now yeah. anyway yeah when i was in a band uh, I used to tell people I wanted to be Chad from the Neptunes, Chad and Pharrell. Yeah. And most people would go, who the fuck is Chad? And I'm like, exactly. exactly. So exactly. if I could contribute and like get the check, mm-hmm. but I could still go to Giant, mm-hmm. perfect scenario. And I think comedy, I wish I would have found it earlier, but I think this is where the writing works and meeting people like Sam and 
people had Zissimo's, Michael Furr, and yeah. Darnell Fuse and those guys. Like, behind the scenes, I'm totally cool with that. Because, I mean, like, if you do, like, because that's what I want. I want to be a writer and a producer. I don't want to be a stand-up comedian. I don't want to be in front of the camera. I don't want to be an actress or even really a voice actress at all. So, like, for me, my version I don't understand of, that, though, because you're so marketable. Like, I'm just you. thinking you're hilarious. Like, you're set and you're, like, beautiful. Like, I'm, I so it's it's hard to see, like, that. When I, when I know. I and, I just, and I'm like, you could fucking make it. I just want to hide. Six months. But, <laughs> but I, like, but my thing is I, I want to use that as I can for marketing and, you know, climbing up a little bit. But I'm really only doing stand-up to find out what's funny, what's organically funny. Because when you're alone on stage with a microphone, it's it's just you. Like, there's no situational humor. There's nothing. So you really learn what is actually funny. And I try so hard to keep my material to where it can be versatile so that I can write for other comedians one day in the future. But, like... I don't want to be a stand-up comedian like like John Mulaney. I love John Mulaney. I don't want to be Richard Pryor. I don't want to be George Carlin. I don't really want to be anybody's voice. I don't want to be a voice for feminism. I don't want to be an anti-feminist voice. I just I don't want to do any of that. I just want to be funny. So like for me going to open mics and going to shows, it's just it's goofy and it's silly because it's like I'm literally just focusing on what works and what doesn't. I don't really care about climbing to the top and being like, oh, I I booked this 20 minute set. I would fucking kill myself. I don't want to do a 20 minute set. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. Like, no, I just like I want my stuff to work and that's it. So like stand up is really just kind of what I'm doing until I get to what I'm doing, what I want to do. And it's a good way to just learn. And I think that, Can I don't I be know. like overly deep and pretentious yes, for of a course. minute? Sorry, just, yes. So, well, just climbing to the top and stand up for me is, I look at comedy, like my version of <coughs> shamanism, which is really weird, but I, I want to take people to their shadows, to my <laughs> shadows. I'm oh, sorry. Them, that was a good yeah I'm, I'm so sorry like yeah I feel so fucking stupid talking about this but no no like, don't yeah, don't feel like, stupid don't say no, it, don't say that like, it's like so egocentric of me but it's not necessarily about fame or anything it's just mm -hmm. I need to banish the darkness within myself and somehow heal other people through it I think mm -hmm. that's perfect and I don't think you should feel I don't think at all that you should feel any kind of negativity about wanting to be on camera because you are a good person and I think if you have good vibes and you're like wanting to put positive stuff or I mean even just really it doesn't necessarily have to be positive it's, it doesn't but like wanting to be a stand-up comic and wanting to be on stage doesn't make you like ego it doesn't make you bad you're not a cult leader you just want to be funny yeah, on cult. stage it'll be fun and like I think that's a great goal for you to have I think you should want to climb up to the top of that like I think it's just like and again it's like what you guys were saying is just like what does the sex mean success mean to you it's like living isolated like I did for a couple years it's like I realized success is that local is you know your little patch of, of earth yeah that you're around is spreading mm -hmm. light where you can is yeah. being you know seen and yeah and, and it's having a community and a tribe and exactly yeah. Yeah, and i think like, i think the comedy scene as flawed as it is i love it 
I fucking love oh, it. Oh, I love the toxicity. I, I feed off exactly. of it. Exactly. <laughs> I was talking to another comic earlier today and I was like, at the end of the day, all of the drama, all the bullshit, it's kind of funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. Dude, yeah, it's I fun. threw a chair at a man. I spat in a dude's face. Fuck yeah, like that's fuck not up. even fucking real. Like that's not, that's, but that's real. That's real life. And that's like, what happens? Who's fucking yeah. crazy? Like, and it's all so fucking stupid that you kind of just have to take a step back and laugh yeah. and be like, yeah, <laughs> this is just a bunch of people telling jokes, but we're the worst. We are the worst. Yeah, we take it so seriously. <laughs> exactly. And then we're like, why is the scene so toxic? <laughs> <laughs> Baby, it's us. It's <laughs> true. Uh, two things I wanted to say. One, I wanted to kind of bring it back to the vampire idea. Of course. Of course. I don't know what time it is. Like, I know you're trying to get to a mic. I'm sorry. Like, oh, no. No, dude. Nottingham's is at 9 30 oh, i'm yes. good i'm chilling as the world's Eight worst producer i've decided after one and a <laughs> yeah. half hours we should talk on topic yeah. but <laughs> can i have the lighter while we talk on topic uh the first thing i wanted to say before i got to that though was in the sense of like oh yeah she wants lighter. oh yeah <laughs> the fulfillment okay oh, i get another one of those two please i'm vampiring your cigarettes um the sense of like the problem with a lot of and i'll need that lighter back in a second too just a heads up um the problem with uh Oh, a lot of modern. So this is like the big, like you know, like if you're like anti, which I I, I like. I'm a I'm a capitalist, but I fucking I fuck with capitalism. <laughs> I, I like I like the like, sexy thing you've said all day. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to narrating Twilight. <laughs> like I I like I've always liked the idea of um. You know, if you if you gave me an even playing field, then I, I would find a way to succeed. I've I've always and I've always thought that there was a sense of like I think for people that don't necessarily like that idea and this is this is just my opinion that like there's a certain element of like when you talk about like with people in the scene or for instance like that like talking about the the um the vampirism of it where it's like if there are certain people who want to to breathe life into the scene and make it a better scene and if that means that like other comedians are also finding success or whatever and there's other people that if they can't rise to the top and they want to make the top come down to them mm. and so they spend their time sucking the energy out of the fucking thing where it's like their 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 way of rising to the top is by bringing everyone else down that's the kind of like vampires i was talking about the reason i actually brought up communism capitalism because i talk about like a lot of um just in the way society is set up with like the differentiation of jobs where like a lot of people in our day-to-day -day lives if you work a desk job or something like that you don't actually have a real attachment to your own personal fulfillment or the thing you're actually building like they always say like if you you either spend your time building your own dream or you spend your time building someone else's and a lot of times when you're working at a, a company like that it's like that was somebody else's vision somebody else had the ego or whatever to be like dude i'm gonna fucking do this thing and i'm gonna hire some people to fucking do it and now you have a job but that's not your thing i mean if it's something you're also interested in you feel a part of that's great but a lot of people don't a lot of people are just like well this is the people that pay me the most so it's like then you're doing that <laughs> and you're like you're, you're just you're doing this thing that because we're raised in this society that tells us that that happiness equals the most money you can possibly make or anything like that, then people follow that path. They go down that path and they get to a certain point where they realize like, okay, I have the job. I, I, I went to the school I was told I wanted to go to. I got the money that I was told I, that would make me happy and I'm not happy. 
you know? And so people kind of need like a sense of like, I always, I get envious of pro, pro mag, pro magnon fucking men, dude. Because like, it's like, dude, if this what, was what like, is, what's a Cro-Magnon? like fucking caveman and shit, dude. <laughs> oh, okay, it's okay. like, dude, if I was a fucking caveman, I feel like, like it was pretty cut and dry. It's like, are my kids eating? Is my wife eating? Is my fucking tribe eating? Like if these guys fuck with us, they're getting the fuck out of here. That Buffalo rolls through here. It's fucking on site dog. Like, you know what I'm saying? It like, was very dry. Cause we were being raped. Constantly. <laughs> well, well, yeah, but apparently according to Twilight, and 365 and 50 says you guys are into that shit so I don't fucking know getting raped and gathering berries but I think a lot of that is like I think a lot of it is like people confuse happiness with security you know like yeah you're secure but you're not happy and I think that like when you reword it all like yeah, you want to go to college and get a good career and you want to take care of your family. That's security. That's not necessarily happiness. And like, yeah, they can go in together, but they don't necessarily like equal each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of times people just think like, oh, my security, that's that's yeah. going to be my happiness. And then yeah. you you miss that. That's a whole different emotion. It's a whole different part of your soul. It's a whole different part of your life. And it's like. I don't know. I would take yeah. being broke so I could be happy. Just, I mean, anything so I don't have to fucking like want to kill myself. I'm already on a hundred milligrams of Zoloft a day. Like, oh, let me let me live. <laughs> no, that was just my argument for why it. You know, the, these pursuits of artistic pursuit, because because in a lot of ways, even if you're not, if you are, look the true the true kind of falling out with artistry for a lot of people is you do something enough. You do something you love enough that you start to hate it, and you start in relationships. Also, you start you start to hate shit when you have like I have to rely on music for rent, and that changes my that changes my attitude about it because when I started the idea of I want to play music, I want to be a professional musician. It's like well. I had kind of the same idea that everybody else has when they're going to be music. I want to be this fucking big time fucking guy, you know? And then it's like, oh, wait, I'm, actually, my job is to show up to any given bar in Maryland and fucking play and shit like that. And it's like, then all of a sudden you become like, you become like disillusioned with it, disenchanted with it. And it like kind of, it kind of like ruins your whole thing. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like, if you don't have to rely on your art for security and you can strictly approach it from the validation part, it's like, that's an important thing. That's not an ego thing. It's like, dude, look, I have a job. I have the things that I'm supposed to have, but guess what? Just like you, I'm not happy. And that's why you're also here. You're also in the audience because you're not fully fulfilled by your, I'm not saying that you're not fulfilled, but like, you are seeking something and I'm also willing to give something because like, and now I can truly enjoy it as a thing as opposed to being like, well, I'm here because if I'm not here, I don't eat tomorrow. You know, it's, you're a part of the fulfillment and it's rewarding. That is the rewarding part for sure. And like, I'm, I am grateful that I don't have to make my money from stand up, And I think that's a lot of where a lot of people get pressed about it, where they're like, I need to be booking every single show. If you don't book me at some Irish pub in Silver Spring that I'm not saying the name of or the name of the show of, <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill myself. And it's like, dude. <laughs> I would You're totally fine. find like being com- completely poor vagabond stand up if my family weren't looking at me like I'm a total failure because of it. Mm. <laughs> Especially being a mom, but I'd be totally fine. Like if I didn't have a supportive baby daddy, I would <laughs> fucking like I would not be a stand up comedian. There is no way. No, like if I like had to pick kids over career, obviously kids come first, but like 
this is where the cars have played me. So I'm like, all right. But it's like, are they, I'm only getting every other weekend. Like he's, he's, he's getting sole custody. So uh-huh. it's like, basically it's like, if I don't succeed or if I don't make anything of this, mm-hmm. like, what am I doing with my life? I have you know? had those feelings too. Like- <laughs> he only has sole custody right now. Just remember that. Cause like, it'll be fine. But <laughs> Doing this as a creative outlet is going to make you happier just as a person. And like when you do get your soul custody back, you're going to be just fucking on it. You're going to be so ready. Just both ways dynamic. I'm ready for that. I got all like horoscope. I do divination. So that's my whole thing. So yes. <laughs> hey. Oh my God. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Can we like get into that? Can we get into like, what? Yeah. Let's do it. Let's get yeah, to yeah. vine, baby. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um. What is, what is your sun sign? And I mean, you can tell me all your I'm, you I'm a Pisces sun oh, and a okay. Taurus rising. Oh, shit. And a Leo moon. <laughs> okay, okay. Chaos. Yes, yes, yes. Chaos. Yeah. I am like all fire and Oh, let's have a Leo wa- placement here. Yeah. <laughs> really? I, I what, what's your Leo placement? Like, I like how Chris and I are just like, that sounds chaos. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want to be a I'm sign language familiar. interpreter. Oh, you know it? Oh, yeah. oh okay. Then so, I'm the only one. I'm so the only my, toxic male in here. My sun sign is Pisces and it's a really sensitive, daydreamy, like, like, disillusioned sign it's just Kurt very Cobain was that's, Pisces that's why I think he might have actually killed himself mm. honestly maybe <laughs> but there is that Pisces thing where it's like oh but what could happen tomorrow <laughs> like I mean there is a Pisces daydreamy thing where it's just like it keeps you just hopelessly optimistic but then Leo, your moon sign is like your like love and your communication and just how you vibe with other people and I'm a Leo so I'm a very dominant fiery energy person all right so what does um I know this I know that I am a Leo regular. Okay. I'm a Leo. Okay. But my moon is Virgo. Okay. I know that. So Virgos are really stubborn, but also very practical signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that means that like it, depending on the rest of your stuff too, because I mean like your Mercury and your Venus will also go in with that. But like in general, you try to separate emotions from like your brain like heart and brain are on different different wavelengths but they're working together because you can think about things rationally with your heart not everybody has that so it's just like a little chaotic and like Mm -hmm. you maybe would have issues with somebody who i thought that was autism oh well i mean it can work together but yeah it's just like one of those things where it's just like you're so rational and grounded that you're like why are you being crazy right now calm down but that's like a contrast between the leo sun that like is like larger than yes yes very um the leo sun honestly makes sense with you being a musician because leo people are very very um what do we want to say well, I'm a Le- yeah, I'm a Leo rising. Okay, so it's like, yeah, rising. I'm, I'm a Leo moon. Yeah, so it's just uh, almost obnoxious, right? Like, let's say obnox- obnoxious, fiery, like. But see, the thing let's is, get stuff done. Right. The, the, the thing is beautiful, but also you know about Leos, and I have a lot of friends that are Leo's son who are like comics. Is that like they want the whole world or whatever to, to revolve around them, like the sun? But if you let that happen, they will shed so much light and warmth on you mm. back, you know, and. Um, Mine yeah. was Sun Aquarius Moon Aries, but you are yeah. a Leo's. Wait, you're an Aquarius. Yeah, like, he's an Aquarius. Um, Aquarius. <laughs> yeah. Aquarius regular. Yeah. Aquarius regular. <laughs> I'm, I'm just very dressed down today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Aries Moon. Yeah, we have this. We have the same placements, and that. Yeah, it's like constantly at odds. Like the Aries Moon is the part that's like constantly like has to have like a fight going on <laughs> like even if it's just like know, battling your own mean. like inner demons you have to yeah 
Yeah, I stop fights. I think my Leo moon is just like why I'm like a horny, ravenous animal all the time. <laughs> it's just like, I'm a little lion. I don't know. That's how it is. It's like, what are you sexually? A lion. You <laughs> know lions are badass. Lionesses, like, they do yeah. all the protecting work. Protecting the, protecting the throat, raising the babies, yes. killing the men. It explains why I'm so feisty. It, it <laughs> all makes sense. It all lines up. Once people read my star chart, they're like, oh, yeah, all right. Uh, the Taurus rising, especially because like Tauruses are bratty. Every time oh. I meet a Taurus son, I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. No, I loved I loved Taurus um, women, not so much the men, but, but yeah, it's like the planet of love and beauty. So I love okay. that astrology is the last surviving true form of discrimination. <laughs> you can still yes. totally get away with stereotyping people. <laughs> I call it critical space like, oh, theory. Oh, it's just like, dude, you're just you're you were born this, and that's just what you it is, are. Baby. It's the last acceptable form of bigotry. Like, I love yes. it. That, that's a good better way of putting it. That and the, the Irish. Yeah. That and the Irish. That and the Irish. You can still fuck with the Irish. And right. I, I love that. That <laughs> leprechaun yeah, yeah. still on that cereal. Oh, I don't see him. And the Notre Dame helmet. They love it. Exactly. <laughs> Fighting Irish. That's yeah. my problem is I have fucking Irish luck. Yeah. <laughs> like again, like we like we fell out because of a potato famine. Like <laughs> Yeah, which is like the most high in calorie food. It's like Jesus Christ, guys. Wasn't that wasn't that really just like uh like England English taking England. their shit? Yeah, yeah. Imperialism. That was, I read about mm-hmm. that like recently and it changed my whole life and I was like, well not my whole life, but it was like, Oh my god, what? Capitalism Jimmy. Yeah. Hey, my imperialism, What'd baby? you do? <laughs> What'd you do to Ireland? <laughs> I remember that from sixth grade fucking social studies. I think all my Your like, teachers taught you stuff. My dumb, like <laughs> weird random information about history, science, how the world works. Ends around 1998, 99. 98, yeah. Mine ends in Middle Earth. Dude, like photosynthesis. I understand how plants make food. Yeah, and that started around 97. Plants started doing that. Like uh, in math, I remember algebra looking at that the first time. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Throwing the letters. I was already barely making it. Yeah. For my algebra, like, end of course exam, I put C down for every single one, and I still passed. And then, like, when I got to the next grade and I was failing algebra 2 so hard, I had no idea what was going on. My guidance counselor was like, you passed your end of course exam. And I had to be like, listen. (laughs) (laughs) I put C down for everyone, and then I took a nap. And she was like, <laughs> I made every single fucking teacher sigh like that, but it's just like, yeah, no, algebra is fucking stupid. I haven't used it. I not in my profession, thank God. But I feel like if you're inclined for it, you'll succeed in it, and it'll work out for you. But if you're not, eh, I'm not that pressed yeah. about it. I'm not. I'm not that pressed that I'm bad at math. I'm like, eh, in, could be worse. In Europe, once you hit the age of uh, what here would be ninth grade, uh, you go to a vocational school. Mm. And you have to at least do a year there. So if you're after eighth grade, like I kind of like cars, you'll go to high school, but half the day you go work at auto shop. Yeah. And, and that's then fucking awesome. You what can, would you guys have picked? The next year you could change the next year. Yeah. I would have probably been in theater. I think, but I played sports. I didn't realize I was. Would you play? Play football? Probably not. Like we didn't have money. Like I played a lot of basketball. Okay. I played little league from t-ball. Uh, we called it Babe Ruth League. I was like 11, 12. Uh, but I hated it. I wanted to play basketball, but my folks were like, no, you're not black. No. Yeah. 
My you're parents like, wouldn't right. even let me watch basketball because black people were on it. <laughs> really? Yo, my my okay, so my dad was like this Colorado fucking hillbilly who was raised by Missouri people in the South. So yeah, no, like um basketball completely eludes me and, and I'm just like I wasn't allowed to watch it. And when I tell people that, they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, literally that. My dad loved football, though. So I guess the racism didn't just like. Because yeah. I'm like, D- what? He and loved then, the like, Broncos. They were more covered up. Not a big I've, fan of the Nuggets. I've all, he loved the Broncos. But like, <laughs> I, um, like, I always wanted to live in Baltimore. I always wanted that. So I was like, in middle school, I'd be like, Dad, I'm a Ravens fan. Because <laughs> he was a huge Broncos fan. And then like when Ray Rice, all that stuff happened, he was like, Look! No, <laughs> look with the look at the ravens. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> so that was that was like the only time I've ever seen him be racist with football, but basketball? No, oh my God. And the Kardashians. He was just he didn't hate the Kardashians. He just hated that they dated and married black men. <laughs> he was like, It's fine. It's fine that you look like an off brand Kardashian, but I swear to fucking God, if you go find a seven foot tall black man. <laughs> I love that that you could be open about because I feel like everybody's like least my everybody's parents are like it was a different time. Like the yeah, the, yeah. the the low level just level of racism that existed for when they came up it was like it's normal on every side it's like you talk to like an older black guy it's like, man I don't trust whitey it's right. like they just fucking the don't. only black woman allowed in my grandmother's house was Aunt Jemima <laughs> <laughs> but that bitch died from diabetes I so saved, she got her come up I saved the last Aunt Jemima thing when I I got her I got a pancake I God yeah, bless I you I and it's right you. next to my Paula Dean cookbook <laughs> What the fuck? I, I, mine is right next to Mrs. Butterworth, uh, just in case. See, I don't, I don't have anything from Aunt Jemima, but I do. When COVID hit, Waffle House started selling like bags of their waffle mix, and I was moving from the south, and I didn't know if there was going to be a Waffle House up here. There is like forty-five minutes away from my house in the middle of fucking nowhere, but like I got Waffle House. <laughs> like waffle mix and I spent I think like 40 bucks on it mm. <laughs> but I was like this is the south this is the piece <laughs> every time you cook you get a stool thrown at you or something like that <laughs> no I'm scared to open it because I'm like this is going to be historic one day <laughs> yeah <laughs> I can't make fun of Waffle House too much because I'm probably going to wind up applying there soon. So. Uh, Damn, there you go. Uh, no. Do Red Robin. You won't make any money at Waffle. No, you got because you got to think about the amount that the checks are going to be. Yeah. Because like even if somebody's tipping 20% on a Waffle House bill, they're, dude, they're Which tipping they're you 20% on $11. Best case scenario, you're getting two bucks. Don't do that to yourself. Pick, pick like one of those fucking stupid chains that does all the appetizers that are 15 bucks each. Do a 15 dollar burger you know even if you rank in 15 percent, you're still making more than you would at waffle house i might i might push back on that and simply say that my favorite experiences working in the restaurant industry which i did for a while have always been the places that are not i worked at cheesecake factory that was super corporate and the problem there is you don't have any actual intrinsic value as an employee. You're super replaceable. Mm. They're very by the book. They don't give you any type. Like when you work at like a place, it's like owned by a dude and you know the dude. It's like you have, you're more valued as a person. You can kind of get away with more shit because it's like they're like a cheesecake. They'd be like, so the table did this and you did that. And I'm like, yeah, well, they were saying this. was like, well, 
uh, that's uh, this offense and blah, blah, blah. If you work at like for a guy, some guy who like comes in once a week, is like, what's everybody doing? Blah, blah, blah. You work for that guy. You're like, well, they do this. Like, well, fuck them. Yeah. It's like you have a little bit for a person like you. I think you would thrive more in a place where people could actually value you as a person you are as opposed to a a name on a paper. Yeah. Just make sure you. Yeah. Just make sure you know it. Because like a lot of times with those like the family run restaurants that are either really dope or really fucking bad. Oh, yeah. 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 It'll like. If you're working for somebody's cokehead son, it's not a it's not a great type well, of scenario. I totally get somebody who never worked in the restaurant industry before they open their restaurant. Yeah, they have no yeah. business being there. Like mm-hmm. that person doesn't need to be your I boss. I work for Joe Biden. He's got a cokehead son. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, the worst types of people tend to gravitate towards corporate restaurants because they know they can get away with shit. Like they know that like if they walk into TGI Fridays, they could be like my fucking thing wasn't done, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, they'll like give you the full check off. But if you go into like somebody's actual restaurant that like owns it, they'd be like, what the fuck was wrong with it? And so like they stand up for you more and the, and the people that don't tip, the people that aren't ideal clientele, they avoid those places. And so True. you're more likely to get desirable clientele when you don't work for a place that caters to them, dude. If sure. you want to hunt for energy vampires, <laughs> the regional managers of chain restaurants. Oh <laughs> my fucking oh my God. God yes. Dude. That yeah. is true. Yes, the truth. By like two, they're manipulating. Yeah. They're, they're so, so ominously positive. They're just like the scariest dude. And like, I think, did you guys watch Superstore? No. And all, no. Oh, man. Okay, that's something you need. It's amazing. But like, they have like the regional manager and they, they make him perfect because he is so like everything's perfect everything's great and just like vague with all the answers if you have any actual questions they're like go to somebody else call this person go do this and -hmm. like there is some security in chain restaurants where you if you fly under the radar you can make a lot of money just don't rough any it's so good but then like if you have an actual personality while you're there you ruffle so many feathers that they're they're like goodbye yeah, you won't. I mean, every it, 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 they are like the truest, the closest thing we get to politicians on the working class level. Like the GMs at Cheesecake Factory pulling easy six figures. I mean, they really do. They're making like $100,000 a year. They get a free BMW the second they get the GM God position. Damn. It's like they get hooked up. Do you get a free like, BBW where you just fuck a fat chick? If oh, well, you get for unlimited hostesses for the rest of your life. I mean, that's a pretty good deal. Also, if you're at the Cheesecake Factory, you get as many fat ladies as you want. Yes, oh, yeah, and as much no, cheesecake. Toss out a couple gift cards, see what comes back to you. The gift that keeps hey. on giving, you know? It's like it's like one of those type of deals. But no, it, it really is. Like those, uh, you learn from a, a very short time period so like these are the worst people i got yelled at so many times from those motherfuckers and then like years down the road i'm like yeah it turns out he was like fucking one of the hostesses in the office or like he was stealing money from the fucking thing and it's like that motherfucker yelled at me because i took too long to run out of mozzarella stick (laughs) like bro you were stealing and fucking in the office and you're getting on my it's like you have to literally be detached from reality to rise up in those ranks because they are looking for just people to just buy the book just like what a politician is it's like the ideal politician what the parties are looking for is like a guy who's just gonna go up there toe the line not ruffle any feathers hey this is the party platform this is how you're supposed to think about this This is what you're supposed to say about this and they go up there and like a fucking soulless fucking zombie just go and we believe blah blah let let the let me be clear that's like the token phrase of every fucking I don't know why they love that one let me be clear it's like you're not being clear at all bro you're fucking not saying dick let me be clear and then say the most vague thing yeah. you've ever heard in your life <laughs> it's vague but you can't argue it 
But yeah, I mean, I, I recently got fired from Barks, which was an extremely liberal organization with um, gender fluid people, girls with blue hair and tattoos, who child free people say. that call uh, children crotch goblins, but will rescue like a fucking rabid pit bull off the streets of Baltimore. Yeah. <laughs> like, I got fired from there. <laughs> the breed. It's the. Oh, it's toxic positivity people. all around. Yeah. It's like yeah. when you go into Lush and everybody's too nice to you and you're like, get the fuck away from yeah. me. It's soap, guys. Yeah. Calm that, down. That's become Literally. a red flag for me in dating if a woman's like oh my god my fucking dog's the best i'm like no uh, i'll you, fuck with dogs you gave up you gave up on people hot take <laughs> hot take about animal lovers whenever i hear somebody say oh, man, animal I, lovers there's gotta be a different way I, to say that uh, <laughs> i think, is I the only I think one? about the ancient greek uh, furry, way furries furries thinking in zeus zeus ways um no, whatever. pet owner. His name is literally pet, Zeus. Pet, they call it Petone, Petos. Petophiles. Petophiles. <laughs> Avid petophiles. The thing. <laughs> the thing. What, what stands out to me is like whenever they get on that thing where they're like, man, I just prefer. I, I get along with animals better than I get along with people. It's like, oh, that's because you function better in relationships that are unconditional. When you. When, People hold you accountable for being a piece of shit. Your dog doesn't. You come home, your dog loves you regardless. When you're a when you're a dick to your friend, they call you out on it. So yeah, I would imagine that if you're not that great of a person, you get along with things that don't call you out for being a shitty person. It's like, sorry, it's I like, like dogs, but I like people more. My and if I had to, sh- if I had to pick, hoarder. yeah, same. Yeah, like fucking race, yeah, racist dog hoarder. I mean, yeah, no, it's just it's a it's a control thing. Yeah, because you can completely control the dog if it's being a dick to you. You just put it outside. Mm-hmm. You can't do that to your friends. Yeah, you you do that to your friends. They're like, what? Yeah, it's also false fulfillment because if I started feeding your dog, eventually. He's gonna come with me yeah, he's gonna lie and now he's dog. my dog yeah now he's you my know dog what I mean? it doesn't really love you it doesn't know you had a bad day and it's like hey you're that person that fucking gives me food and you're here so uh, yeah, what's up? i don't know I, like i want to be one of those people that's like animals have souls animals can love you after i just you have don't children it's so. hard after you've had yeah. carried life inside of you you're just like okay i love this animal but i would like fucking murder it right like i love my yeah. cat i've had him for 15 years i've had oh. my cat longer than any relationship i've had in my oh. entire life including mine with my parents like straight up I've had my cat forever but like I don't know he's gonna die soon and I'm probably gonna be okay with that because he's a cat but like I could never have that mentality with my kids and we'll be like this is my baby I'm like girl I was in 27 hours of labor with my first son Mm You went to the pound. Like, I mean, good for you. You saved a dog, but like now it's peeing in your house and you smell bad. So how do you feel? Is it worth it? Is it worth the $40 of dog food? Is it is it worth the vet bills? My mom. Okay. My parents rescue Rottweilers, my mom and her wife, and they have this dog that they've raised since he was like literally like eyes closed. He's like. 12 now he's got like white splotches all over him tumors everywhere he was just like getting like x-rays for cancer and everything that he's like in and out of the vet every week i'm like ranking up thousands of dollars of vet bills and i'm like y'all put him down yeah she's posting pictures of him on facebook he looks fucking miserable i'm like put him 
down. And it's like these dog people, like it's like you don't love that dog. He's mm-hmm. fuck he he has cancer. His body is trying to die. He's trying to escape and you won't let him. Yeah, like that's not love. That's just you being scared that something isn't gonna pay attention to you anymore. <laughs> like let's be honest about yeah. that. Oh no, it hits close to home because my family's the same way. They will neglect their own health, but they'll spend like five thousand fucking dollars on on a 16 year old Jack Russell literally okay and like my my parents rescued this fucking dog and she died at like 8 years old which is pretty young for a dog because she was so fucked up but like she was so aggressive and so hostile she had to be on dog Xanax and if people came over to the house they would drug her up put her upstairs in a pen and you would just hear her just like yowling and like growling and just being the most aggressive and it was like she's not having a good time her yeah. existence sucks she fucking she was aggressive to everybody she yeah. would rip your face off if you walked into the room because she was just scared all the time it's like you don't love that dog yeah like you're just keeping it alive because you think like it loves you and it's like no this dog's miserable and your life is miserable you can't even go on a walk and like that's like a big thing with dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you gotta got, take them on walks. One of the big you things can't even is do walks. That. Big, uh, this big, dog in the sucks. dog, the what dog favorite. One of their favorite things is walk. Yeah, that's do you like have no. any uh, pets? I imagine you got. Yeah, a ton of them. Ton oh of them. no, of course not. Not a not a goldfish inside. I mean, I got a fish. I mean, actually, I don't have a fish anymore. It died. Guess oh, I, I didn't I'm, post on Facebook. I'm very <laughs> down the middle with pets. So I grew up with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the you know fucking zoo, cats, dogs. Really, yeah, the mixed mixed family, yeah. Uh, And as I got older, it just didn't make sense. Yeah. Like, if I get off work Friday and I'm like, I want to go to this fucking random place, I just want to go. Yeah. And if I had some adorable dog at home, I couldn't do that. (laughs) But I understand women have an attachment to animals. They do. So it is realistic to compromise. Mm. So if I, like, met... A lady who was like, you know, I have this dog, but she didn't like put sweaters on it. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like as long as you're social. I made the mistake in high school probably because I looked the way I look at the time and listened to Marilyn Manson. You can imagine the women I dated. And all they wanted to do was like, I'm sitting here with my snakes. Oh, it's like, yeah. dude, it's going to be a really good party. And they're like, I fucking hate people. I would imagine. And I was like, oh, that's cute. But they were serious. And as I got older, I learned I can't. Uh, Listening to can't Marilyn Manson probably does lead you to a lot of reptile people. I would imagine. <laughs> sure. Or tarantula For people. Perhaps. Sure. I've never. That's one thing. It's like, I think a reptile is cool. I think when somebody owns a but lizard, what about the reptilians or like and the a cricket or something? I'm like, oh, cool, you own a bug. That's <laughs> I had, awesome. Like I if had, I saw that in the parking lot, I'd scream. Yeah, like, anything that I can me. find in my house and reasonably kill is not a pet. <laughs> I had uh, two little sisters. a rat. No, I still have them, but we don't all live in the same place anymore. But that was like the easiest way to like not have them in my room. Um, yeah. I, I adopt pet rocks that were thrown at uh, Muslim girls trying to get an education. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As you do. A rescue stone. I think we should get to the tarot toro- portion. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or the Torah. I mean, the Torah. You know, we're <laughs> well, talking about all kinds of stuff. By the way, guys, Jewish night like, coming up at Towson Commons <laughs> this weekend. Hell yeah. Movies. <laughs> the Jewish <laughs> comics will be so happy that I'm finally converting. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, well, yeah, tough. and then, then we'll probably close out the, the show, but, it, but it's been awesome. Uh, Let's do yeah, some tarots, yeah. baby. Um, did, did you want one, Chris? I, I know Natalie's totally down, but... Yeah, yeah, want, sure. Um, does, a, does a particular deck... Uh, no, no. The goddess deck, the angel deck, the witch, is there the a witch's de- Is there a deck in the giant box? Ooh. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's that my one. goddess deck. Yeah. That one. Let's get the goddess deck on. <laughs> Number yeah. three, please. Okay, the divine feminine uh, will be unleashed within you. It makes sense. All week I've been saying, if only I liked dicks, <laughs> I would totally be a gay person. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else about me is super gay. Of course, as soon as you talk about the divine feminine, then automatically make it about dicks still. Wow. <laughs> well, I, don't, I certainly don't feel like a lady. I know that part. <laughs> But I like all the things ladies like. And when men do and say things, I usually go, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. I do like the idea of, of ladyhood sometimes. It seems nice. Ladyhood. Well, yeah, ladyhood. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll explore this. In, but that's the importance of finding your inner animus or your inner anima, your inner male or female. And I feel mm. like that is what is missing within us a lot. But yeah. Um, it's about so, not picking a side. It's about picking you. Yeah, I own heels and have a beard. I've imagined myself. And both things make you incredible. (laughs) I've imagined myself like I was like, what if I was the exact same person, but I was a woman, and and it doesn't like I guess it just doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't add up to me. (laughs) So like I kind of was like, oh, I I I think yeah, I'm definitely like a dude. I think I'd be a douchebag if I was a guy, a hundred percent. With the same like, energy. Yeah. I'd be like a lacrosse playing, weed smoking, cokehead douchebag, a hundred percent. Yeah. Like I think that's just no what offense, my, yeah. no, a hundred percent. That's exact. And it's like, oh no, thank God I was born as a nice little lady. <laughs> like, I'm just literally like, hey, let's party, let's hang out. Like I'm glad I wasn't born with that masculine energy. My feminine energy is uh, I almost feel like I would have been like a pick me girl i don't know what i would have been i feel like i would have been something like not i play the you would have been like i play the bass not the guitar (laughs) yeah um it's different actually it's closer to like a cello so um you've got a bass you trying to cello with me (laughs) but like yeah i know i can see that like pretentious band girl that would have been fun for your no no No. i'm I'm glad i think the whole garage setup wouldn't have quite lined up with the way it does like this this exact setup i just feel like it'd be slightly stranger if i was a chick If I was in no bathroom, it's like, where do you piss? I'm like, oh, I just squat out back. I would straight (laughs) up do that right now. I don't even care. Right, right. It is what it is. If I was a chick, and I say this not being a chick, but I think I would just be like Eileen Warnos. I would just fucking even the Uh, playing field some. I always wanted to do a Come On Eileen song as Eileen Warnos. You know what? (laughs) I don't even think she, like, she technically counts as a serial killer because she killed so many different people. She was an angel of vengeance. But yeah, at the same time, they were were douchebags. They were Johns. And like, uh, I don't blame her. I I wouldn't go after them. I I wouldn't put that much effort to, like, hey, fellas, like, let the victims come to you. (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, I, I think I would use my uh, how dumb guys are and the fact that I have a vagina. Yeah. And I'd fucking take a bunch out. So you'd be like a human praying mantis, basically. Kind you of. You would fuck yeah. dudes and yeah. then yeah. Women would have ran them. shit hundreds of years ago if you guys didn't like eat your own. Yeah, like, I, I, you guys I, I'm do. You don't, with, you don't. Well, I've eaten my own a couple times, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that, brother. 
But um, if, if I were a dude, I would totally be like a school shooter, like neck beard. <laughs> like, yeah. No offense, but I also agree with that. I think something about the extra X chromosome just tones you down to like interesting girl. But I think <laughs> I think interesting girl with a Y chromosome is okay, I prefer murderous man. Yeah. Yeah, murderous man. Dude, if you, if you were a guy my size, I don't know if I'd yeah. give you all those rights. <laughs> okay, okay, let's get the reading. Um, do you have a particular yeah. question uh, in general? Do you have a particular question? Say it out there? loud or say it in my brain. No, say, say it out loud. I'm not that type of person where I'm like, I can read your mind in the, written in the universe. Like, Okay. Um, are any of my nieces and nephews going to die soon? What the mm. fuck? It's a numbers game. I, it's a <laughs> question. I there go, are 14. Yeah. So. No. <laughs> okay. 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 I mean, I don't. No, 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 I can't. I can't. I, I can't. Okay, yeah, I'll do a different sorry, question. Like, I don't I'll mean do it, a yeah. different question. I can't. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I don't do medical questions. <laughs> like, especially was... about kids because they're all pretty young, right? I mean, statistically speaking, yes, they I, probably will because of school shootings. I but... got a good normal one. Yeah. <laughs> I got a good normal one. Will I ever actually want to, like, own a house or property? Okay, will that okay. need that's, yeah, that's want come to up? own? Not even necessarily own. Just want to own. Correct. Yeah, yeah, wow, yeah. Wow. As I get older, it's one of the last things adults yell at me about. And I'm like, no, I'm not sold on the idea. That's a good question. I like that. Sorry I keep fucking with this, by the way, guys. I, I This is supposed is to be a, a cigarette Santa dispenser? Cigarette dispenser. Oh, come out like his dick. Penis. My, the drummer who you met earlier, the drummer in my band, he, he got this for me for Christmas. And it, you know. <laughs> that's that's awesome. You gotta like... I'm gonna break it. Go I'm gonna break you it. Want, this is... Saying I told you, <laughs> I didn't mean you to. You did do break it. it. Now I want. I, I didn't even mean to break out. it. But on the bright side, <laughs> I got a cigarette. So, you know what? You got to learn to look at the silver linings of situations. I broke his toy, but I know he didn't spend that much fucking money on it. <laughs> yeah, because it broke that easily. Um, okay, so I'll be honest with you. I, I'd forgotten my book, and I'm not that familiar with the goddess Green Terra, but Green Terra represents. Salvation. Salvation. <laughs> Follow my gut. That's what I thought. <laughs> well, wait, wait, but there's more. And then, then you pulled white buffalo calf woman. Um, maybe you're going to find a woman with thick calves. <laughs> a mm. white woman with thick calves. <laughs> <laughs> like thick calves? Uh, oh. And it means um, reverence. And then you pulled the Morrigan card, which means death and magic. Morrigan or Morgan? Morrigan. Um, yeah, and actually, she's one of my personal deities. Like Oregon with an M. <laughs> with an M, yeah. Morrigan. The, 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 the yeah. Morrigan Trail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. the, the Mor- um, yeah, she's the, um, the Celtic goddess of death and rebirth. And um, she, I, I love her a lot because she represents um, war and poetry, which I think is kind of cool. Like, she, What she, was the second one again? Um, the second one is uh, the white buffalo calf woman, and it means reverence. So Reverence. And what was the first one? And the first one was salvation. Salvation. Um, I think that I'm not trying, but you're probably going to have to have that extra push through meeting someone in order to actually revere your home and to actually make it a home for you. Follow my fucking gut. So what I didn't want to say out loud, the reason I struggle with home ownership Mm -hmm. is because my whole life, I was like, I can't wait to do that with a woman uh, that I love. We're going to create a life, and that's where mm-hmm. we die. I don't yeah. look at buying a house as like, I'm going to flip it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I wanted, it, it was very romanticized for yeah, me. Yeah, you look and at a house like, as a home. And as I got older, 
And I found happiness in being single and embraced lonely not as a negative. I was like, well, why the fuck would I want, you know? What am I going to do with three bedrooms? It's <laughs> well, just me. So and, I, and I'm not trying to look at like this and like, put my white woman spit on it, but the white do buffalo it. calf woman is an indigenous person. And I believe because oh, their homeland that. was stolen, this is sort of a representation that the home is always within here. All right. It's so here's what I'm getting. Space. What was the first card again? Green Tara, which is salvation. And again, I'm not too familiar with that goddess, but I think okay. she's sort of in the Buddhist um, or Eastern philosophy tradition. Uh, and salvation reference to a home. You know I, I mean? think Somewhere you're going you to be, like, I think that makes sense. The salvation comes in where I think you're going to meet a nice, big calved indigenous woman. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you're going to fall in love and you're going to move in with her because she's going to own a home. <laughs> Yes, yes. find a homeowner. She's gonna own a home, and you're gonna move. You're gonna move in with her. That would make way more. Big Mama's house, baby. You know what I'm talking about? You are gonna get a sugar mama. And what was the last one? Um, And the last one is death and magic, and it it means that you. I know you're like content in your individuality and your bachelorhood, but some part of you is eventually you're going to have to kill some part of yourself in order to achieve this and evolve to the next level, but. It's gonna be peace and quiet, but, but it'll be sac- <laughs> it'll be sacrificial, and it'll be like it's like an offering to this person. You're gonna have to let go of the idea that you're gonna meet a woman and buy a house together and make this home together, <laughs> and instead you're gonna be living this woman's home, and then you're gonna be like, actually, this is my home, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or death and magic, maybe she's gonna die. <laughs> well, yeah. that was the other way I was gonna go. Maybe, maybe <laughs> either I was either thinking the relationship <laughs> would die. And then she kicks you out of the house, and then you're like, "Wow, I I really want a home again." Right. And, and you'll want a home for real. It, it would make sense that she fucking dies. Like after everything, finally, you know, you meet a lady. Then I get the house, and I'm like, "I told you all you, you fucking adults. I yeah. did it my way." I and did then it. she's like dead in two months. Yeah. And I'm like, "Son of a bitch, son of a bitch." Now I got the three rooms. Lisa got this house, so mortgage is paid I- off. Well, and, um, and by the Cherokee Nation, <laughs> I gotta fix the roof when it, you know, fucking leaks. living it's in a goddamn much. casino. God <laughs> damn! And um, I, just the Ravens, but it could indicate it's, it's somebody in, in Baltimore. Yeah, Baltimore region. And then numbers to look out for are seventeen, fifty, and thirty-seven. Okay. So, yeah, um, I don't think you're going to be dating a 17 year old. I don't think you're going to no. be dating a 50 year old. Um, nope. You'll probably will date a 37 year old. Maybe it's like, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I mean, yeah. I'm a lot to deal with. I, this is a very chilled out <laughs> environment, but I'm a lot to deal with on the regular. Mm. Do you want me to pull like one more card to, to tie this all together? Or? That's why I think. Yeah, it's I mean, you're the old. you're the reader, dude. <laughs> yeah, do 37. Maybe she sucked 37 dicks like in um. I clerks. think. <laughs> I think it's going to be a woman. Way to the park. It now. could be a woman who hasn't had any kids yet, who's thirty-seven, <laughs> and it's like I really want kids, and I'm going <laughs> to no, put no. up with this guy. I want oh, kids seed. in fifty minutes. In, yeah. Instead of the children, she just dates me. Is yeah, that, yes, that, that would work out. That's well. yeah, that's a happy medium. Divine. And Ellen um, is speaking is of Paris. happy mediums. We have <laughs> Sam Kelly over here. Wow. <laughs> Like a happy me- like a medium, like a medium. I'm a co-medium, haha. But not chat. Did you? Just that would be a good. Po- would that not be a good Paris? podcast name? The comedians, the yeah. happy, or the co-mediums, oh, okay. or the happy medium. Oh, the happy medium. Yeah, I mean, totally. If if Alex Jones sues us, then totally, <laughs> I'll, I'll just change it to happy medium. Yeah. Um, he ain't suing you. 
<laughs> if he sues us, can I just go to our court stuff and like legally blonde pink and just be super obnoxious yes. to him <laughs> and yes. be like, I don't understand Bitcoin and just make him lose his fucking mind. <laughs> and he's like, please come on if the world I got super male vitality. This is what's wrong with thank you. Coq ten and the super male vitality. <laughs> Gen Z has all this fake money and they don't even know what to do with it. <laughs> like it's just like, eh. you're right. <laughs> um, oh my god Ellen Patterns is a redhead you tend to go after redheaded women I have a thing for redheads with the set of legs and daddy issues mm. <laughs> yeah it, it could be a red haired woman in your future well that's not going to be good so no <laughs> I think this was exactly right I think I find a woman I'm like hey this romantic thing let's buy a house she's mm-hmm. like let's do it we do it I say I won she drops fucking dead <laughs> Boom. That's what's going to happen. And now you got a house, baby. And of course, the cops are going to be like, oh, you fucking killed her, didn't you? I'm like, you don't understand my luck. They're so. going to listen to this podcast and be like, yes. that was premeditated. Yeah, he described the it entire thing. And I'll argue the same podcast. Like, dude, no, I'm telling you right there. Like, it's going to be bad luck. Yeah. You're like, play the next part. And they just play this part where you're like, no, it was. You're gonna yeah, go these are it. my lawyers, Jimmy Celeste. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury. Natalie Moon. I do declare <laughs> you're gonna go live in jail now. Are we, are we, are we gonna go full tickle a mockingbird? With this I'm going foghorn leghorn on your ass, dog. I say, I say, I say, I say, I say, I say, not guilty. Uh, okay, and the, the final card is is the compassion card, and oh. it's represented oh. by Quan Yin and compassion. Kanye? And maybe you will find the yin to your yang, but. It might be more compassion than passion. Mm. Yeah, like, I mean, you feel like you're a lot, but you won't be to this person. Yeah. Mm. And that's where the compassion will come from. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. And and then still number 26, you might actually find a younger lady. Maybe. (gasps) Yeah. yeah. On the bright side, hopefully she'll be 26. Yeah. (laughs) That's nice. Downside, she might be 50. (laughs) On the downside, she might also be 26. (laughs) I think I might be too shallow for either of those. <laughs> really? What about the seven no. in a few years? No. <laughs> seven is the lucky number of 2023, by the way. I looked up the numerology. The Look, I had 37 out of 26. I averaged out. I did a seven-year-old, Your Honor. But I waited. Not guilty. I waited 11 years to date that seven-year-old. <laughs> international <Jacob> vampire. <laughs> I imprinted on her. I could not help it. <laughs> now, I, I do think ultimately I, I couldn't ever pick a number or like a range, but it, w- it would be a younger person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Older women are like, dude, get your shit together. Men Go need, buy a house. I'm like, for what? Men need to date it? younger, and I think. Need to. <laughs> and for warlocks, 2023 men, you need to date younger. I think, I think it's true because I think women, obviously, I, I think obviously women mature faster. And I think that like whatever stage I'm at in life, there's a girl who's like two to three younger than me that's on that same pace. Hey, a girl that's two to three years older than me is like, dude, you are not. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just that's the way I feel. I don't know. Uh, well, if I'm they're a- not like caught up in the bullshit of the rat race, then mm, that's true too. So I either need to find a loser <laughs> or a girl who's younger than me, <laughs> or both. Yeah, ideally. Yeah. Uh, I'm an immortal divine being, so um, you know, let my age is just a number because I don't even love myself. So uh, I can <laughs> manifest that in my reality. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, queen. Okay, that was it. Okay, but that um, was eerily accurate. 
Yeah. Was oh, okay. Cool. Tarot's always are, man. Yeah, well, the know. idea of the house, the fucking redhead card at the end. Get yeah, it. yeah. Um, That's crazy. I, yeah. yeah. But I think the the secret is, you know, the the home is always within the relationship rather than the physical structure and mm. yeah but but yeah wherever i'm at that's the place to be <laughs> yeah boom um did you well, have a, you. a question or anything i before I... I think i've asked every question <laughs> <laughs> just yes. every question <laughs> I mean, yeah no i'm actually okay yeah. um okay i'm going to new york for the first time in, a co- yes. in like 10 days oh god oh the no. big apple all right i just want to know how that's gonna go for me yes. i'm ready to I'm ready oh, yes. i have questions i'm excited oh my god new york is fucking yeah it's yeah. i'm i'm looking forward to it i'm going in for a concert mm-hmm. yeah, it'll be fun yes like and um oh yeah you don't want to say but are, are you, i mean i can say it yeah. is what it is uh ask ask away yeah i'll answer <laughs> And you said that you are Pisces. Sun, I am a right, Pisces. Right? Oh, yeah. I forgot to look at the astrological correspondences for you. And again, I'm a horrible shuffler, but it's like I feel like I'm just, yeah. You're just shuffling how <laughs> you feel. Like that's that's yeah. how it works. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Well, Nat- what will happen? Know. Natalie's trip. The big apple. So excited. <laughs> Queen of fire. Confident, warm, intelligent, graceful. Stretch your wings and fly. Don't underestimate yourself. Okay. Assert your independence and creativity. So yeah, this is an amazing card for like for going and for traveling and for going to like a new place, like especially New York. Like that's amazing. Okay, that's exciting. And your moon sign is Leo Moon. So yep. yeah, that's totally Queen of Fire. Uh, like absolutely. Yeah. That's so exciting. Okay. And it shows like um a woman you know like sitting like on her like throne. So like you will automatically feel like you belong there oh that's exciting oh that's so exciting oh my god yeah like and um like that's what like a true like leo energy is what i noticed like about people with leo placements like including me is that you could be born in like a fucking trailer park but you know that you come from the royalty of the kingdom of the stars above yeah and leo people like are very like even though that they see themselves as like sort of the 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 orbit or whatever like they will treat other people like royalty too then you know because they yeah that's why people like are kind of like intimidated by people with leo placements it's like the we was kangs of uh (laughs) yes yes exactly okay yeah yeah fuck it up all right i love (laughs) it Do you have like another specific question about New York or should I just keep just New York? I just want to, I'm, I'm just curious about what the cards will tell me. Yeah. I, I feel the like they'll, they'll tell me what I need to know. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I don't mean to like, go no, worse, you're good. Yeah, you're yeah. good. <laughs> so what was the final? Are you, what was the question? Are you moving to New York? No, I'm going to New York on the, oh God, the 24th. And I just want to know how it's going to go. Yes, please. Am I also little Evan Williams, the number one <laughs> bourbon of all time? Hell Yeah. <laughs> And I'm so I pulled the hermit card, which is Archangel Raziel, but it means spending time in meditation, spiritual teaching, self-discovery. I don't necessarily think that this means that you're going to be alone. Um, I just think it means like part of you is going to discover something about like yourself there. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. That sounds like a very New York thing. Right. Discovering yourself. Okay. Sorry, I pulled my foot way too much. I'm feeling the spirits. It's all right. You feel the spirits, baby. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, and four of water, which means open your eyes to the possibilities. 
You're right, man. If I didn't already pour this Evan Williams, I would have I would have hit you up for a little uh, <laughs> what possible something better. Any? Yeah, let me let me do a shot of this real quick, and I'll, I'll let me do that yeah. right now. Mm. I got nothing going on. I'm a fucking loser. That's so crazy. I love that because it's just New York is just filled with that, like opportunities, right. positivity. It's just I'm so excited. It's yeah. such a good creative space. I'm actually. Um, I'm doing a photo shoot for a New York comic next oh, weekend. Awesome. Hell yeah. Like literally right before I go up there. And it's crazy because it's just like out of the blue. Like one of my photographer friends was like, hey, I'm yes. doing like a photography shoot for this comic. Will you do it? And I was like, I've never modeled anything before. That is but all right, let's go. Yes. And see, that's the thing that I'm trying to learn about divine feminine energy is you have to open yourself into the receiving mode. And it's not necessarily meaning submissive. It means like I'm open to receiving gifts from the universe. Like I don't have to be active. Like things can just come to me just exactly. from the energy that I'm putting out there. And I think a lot of that, like women feel guilty about it. Like I, I feel like a lot of times I am treated specially and people te- like act like I should be against that. And I'm like, I'm not asking for it. I'm just accepting it. And exactly. I'm grateful for it. Like when guys hold the door open for me, free drinks, anything like that. I'm like, this is amazing. This is yeah. awesome. But then like, you're also kind of told that you're not supposed to accept that. You're not supposed to accept male attention. You're not supposed to accept like, you know, people treating you any kind of different way because of, you know, you being a woman or you being an attractive woman. And it's like, I don't know. I'm they're haters, I'm not being a dick haters. about it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's, it's just, just like, like <laughs> go away. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah, fine. You know, that's that's awesome that like it is. And it truly is the law of attraction. And I hate to say it, but I guess the more the attractive that you are phys- physically, inwardly, just the more you're manifesting positive energy toward yourself, the better that things will, yeah, orbit around you. Like, well, that makes the two workouts. So the final, work. the final verdict of the divine feminines is that <laughs> Natalie's gonna have a great time in New York. Yes. That <laughs> we're just, we're just out here accepting drinks. Yes. Is that is not, that the not final verdict? Ones, not people. Oh man, free drugs. Oh no! Did you hear about that at Nottingham's? Whenever I host, okay, so I hosted at Nottingham's, and some dude bought me a Bud Light, and like twenty seconds later, security comes like running in, and they like tackle him and like throw him out the door. And they're like, yeah, our bartender watched him roofie that drink or like drop a drug in that drink. And I was like, what? It would have been fine. I was hosting the show. So if I would have like fucking collapsed on stage or something, like they would have been like, oh, well, let's just take Natalie <laughs> home. Like, nothing was going to happen to me. So like, I feel like I'm like pretty light about it. But like at the end of the day, it's fucking shit. scary. But yeah, no. A Bud Light? That has to have been the most expensive Bud Light that <laughs> man's ever bought. Like, yeah. like, roofies? I have no idea how much that even costs, but like that's a 30 a, milligram Adderall is $20. So like least. something that knocks somebody on their ass like that's gotta be like, what, 40 bucks, That's 50 at least bucks? a Bud Platinum. Yeah. I mean, that is that is up there. He didn't even give me the light oh, calorie one. That's so 9% <laughs> ABV, no doubt. I've <laughs> just been losing it. I, I had an experience recently at a bar where I was buying a drink for a girl and her friend. And we had just met, you know, it was nothing serious. It was just a mm-hmm. polite, I get you drinks. Cool. One girl asked for water. Uh, as I gave them both their drinks, the girl I gave the water to like sniffed it. <laughs> and my initial reaction <laughs> as a dude that I kept like internalized was like, who the fuck do you think I am? Yeah, you think I'm a guy that has scented roofies? <laughs> but then the guy who ate a million mushrooms was like, dude, the world is very different for women. 
Yeah. Like, I would never take a drink in public and be like, oh, you trying to fucking rape me? Like, never. Yeah. That's never once happened. I've never walked to my car at night like, oh, fuck. It is a very unique uh, thing as a, as a person who has once thought about being a woman. Yeah. have. never been a woman. Um, like I, sometimes I'll be like walking down, you know, I grew up in Towson. So like when I was younger, I would just be out at Towson bars and shit like that. He was out in the streets. I was out in the streets. He was in the trenches. The streets, <laughs> of Towson, <laughs> streets of Towson. Streets of Towson. Hustling. Hustling. It's just you and Alex Gascard yeah. pinching pennies. Me and fucking York Road, baby. Just <laughs> That's all I know, baby. That's all I know. So I'm out there and like I'm walking back to my car and there was this girl like, kind of like a block ahead of me at the point but i'm a, a dude i'm a fast walker i walk fucking fast like Most if i'm white stiff. going yeah i'm uh, yeah trust me it's the treadmill act. go to the grocery store and check out the different I'm ethnicities and yeah, 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 yeah i don't mosey as they say i don't mosey i'm walking baby I'm walking here so i noticed that she's like kind of picking up it, I, I was in my mind i was like also in my mind i'm going out of my way to prove that I'm not a rapist. So I'm like doing cool, chill, casual things that a rapist wouldn't do. Like I'm like, dude, I'm just going to fucking, you know, like what would, a, what would a guy who's not about to rape this girl do? You know, like maybe I'll pull up my phone and just do like, but like I was kind of thinking, I was like in the same way that you were looking at like the way that she was like sniffing the drink. And it is kind of like um, as a guy who's not that type of guy, it's like, what are you trying to say? You're trying to say that you think that I'm a rapist? Like, what are you trying to say? But at the same time, it's like you kind of have to respect the fact that it's like that is the the demeanor that women kind of have to live with at all times. For sure. You know, so it's like, it's like I, to her, I'm just a dude walking behind her. She doesn't know that I have a garage full of liquor. Right. She doesn't know that I have a kerosene heater. She doesn't know all the great, wonderful things about me. <laughs> but she's like, oh, let me slow down. <laughs> let me let this man catch up. I didn't I realize you had fast. four microphones. <laughs> I, I walk super fast because still like um, urban youth will like come up behind me out of nowhere and go like, ah, and try to scare me like on purpose. Like I still get Really? Urban? Those are my two. Not the urban youth. The urban youth. And on light rail. Like I walk fast because I get bullied constantly. Wow, people just like, like just sneak up on me. And, like, I just like, I feel like I walk around just with You're this saying, You're talking about the NBA, like, right? You're talking about the NBA? That's fine. <laughs> Urban youth sounds weirder. Urban so, youth yeah. is funny. <laughs> those are those are my two weirder. favorite. Those are my two favorite code words for it too. Urban <laughs> is urban is obvious that at this point, but the new one is young people. Youth. That's the new one. It's like people like uh like it just this past week at the Towson Mall, there was like a big no. like uh you know uh, kerfuffle going on and i was like what was going on at the mall and he was like 200 like fucking like just young people i was like oh for real <laughs> is that for real young, young people uh, is that an embellished amount it was okay so this there has been a, a fight thing. of 200 people okay so i was i was to be fair i was at rec room um and the night before i was driving home i was playing like a little private event down in severna park i was driving home i got back into Taos around like 12 30 and i saw all these cop cars outside of rec room what looked like to be rec room and then the next day i was out drinking for the ravens game so i was like 
really wasted at rec room. And the owner who's like Scott Wrecker, he's like really cool with my friend Alex. And so they were like trying to close down and we were just both fucking wasted. He was like, Look, I'm gonna give you guys a ride home. Cause he was just like, he was just casual. like, come on, get in the fucking car. And so he drives me back to my apartment. I was asking, I was like, so what was going on with all the fucking police cars and blah, blah, blah. And that's when he told me like at the mall, this has been a thing. Cause I live next door to the mall. And for the past two years in a row, there's been this thing where like everybody gets on social media. It's just like, yo, we're going to go to the mall and we're just going to fucking wild out. And then so for the past two years, just the Towson Mall is just fucking just bump overrun. Just like people coming in. Still, it was insane. And it's like they coordinated on like Instagram or something. I don't fucking know. I don't know what the youths do. I live TikTok. I don't know. I don't have TikTok, but I live yeah. in TikTok. Yeah. You live next to the Towson Mall? Next to the Towson Mall. I used to work next to the Towson Mall. Is that the, the Towson Town Center? <laughs> um. Okay. So. Like, I the Towson Town Center is the mall. Yes, 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 yes. I was at eight hundred one Delaney. Maybe that's why yeah, we yeah. look familiar. We had to have. Wait, know, where did you work in the Towson Mall? A civil engineering firm. Uh, Bowler, <laughs> not in the mall across the street. Dude, here's the thing. Yes, I've been thinking this since you showed up here. Sure, I know, I know you, but I can't figure out why. What's did you name? guys know each other from a past life? What's I the think name of your band? Connection? Sophomore. Hearts. It's it's yeah. another. It's not a. It's not a name you would know. Right. We're not exactly like. Oh, the doors. The it, doors. It might. Have, I I worked up there for a year, and I would go to you know the mall to get food. P.F. Chang's, all the little. I used to work at um when I worked. Vegetables. I did work at the mall, and I worked at Abercrombie and Fitch. Unfortunately, for a year. I worked at the Victoria's Secret at Towson Mall for nice. a few months. Yeah. yeah. How the, the often thi- did creepy, like dangerous guys come in? Not, I worked work day We're shift, so honestly, I would probably say maybe twice a day, or like, I would be in the front area by like the expensive lingerie, and that was like I was like usually like a greeter or something, and um, guys would stand outside of the stores and just stare in, mm. and I would be like. What's up? They wouldn't be let in on that secret. And then they, they would be like, <laughs> what's up? Can I take you home? I want? Where do you think you are right now? This is the uh, Towson Victoria's Secret, uh, sir. At least, just, <laughs> at least it's more understandable now that there's like a bar in the mall. Because now I feel like like when, when I worked there, there was no like bar in the, there was like Rainforest Cafe when I was a kid kid. But then like after that it was like, you know, the Cheesecake Factory and all that shit. But like now there's like the brass tap in the middle of the mall. So now I feel like I would be more understanding Just if like get drunk a dude was standing outside of Hollister or something like that. Like, dude. That's was, so cow. I feel like a creep going to Victoria's Secret really? because I just get like Sports bras at Walmart. Here's like, here's my the, favorite. I love Victoria's. Here's love it. The, I wear lingerie every single day though because I'm a little bit paranoid about like what I'm going to be wearing in the afterlife. Yeah. <laughs> That's some New Orleans shit, 100. percent Like I'm wearing bougie lingerie right now because yeah. I'm like, if I die in a car wreck, I'm, gonna be I'm not going to be in sweat. Yeah, I'm not going to be fucking caught dead <laughs> in the afterlife. Yeah. In like mismatch that. Bed. that is so true. No, like hold on, I'm going sh- to sh- I'm going to flash you. Yeah, this yeah. Is just what's going to happen. That's oh, damn. Interesting. Yeah, that's gorgeous. If I die, yes. I'm going to be in this in a fuzzy sweater. And I'm like, this is, I'm, I'm ready for this. I'm yes, ready for this. You're in my ready life. to take, well, I didn't want to say Satan, but 
<laughs> she but like, like, but my thing is, I'm like, if I if I die in a bad outfit and I'm stuck like that, I'm gonna be pissed in the afterlife, and that's not what I want to do. Oh, so is yeah. that the belief that whatever you die in is what you? Sometimes I don't know. That's what Ryan Murphy thinks. If you die is in your ghost outfit, that's why that Tate guy was in that fucking stripy sweater the whole fucking season. Wow. Like I don't know, maybe, but like I'm not risking it. That's like something where it's like, okay, if I can change my outfit in the afterlife, I'll change it. But like, if I can't, I'm dying in something cute. See, I guess yeah, yeah. as a as a as a novice occultist, which I'm, I'm not, <laughs> okay, I, I'm not okay. really like big on. I mean, I like look. My favorite holiday is Halloween. I fucking love Halloween. I think it's a great. I think it's the true hot take. I think it's the true American holiday because it's the only holiday that isn't really dragged down by all the politics of it. Like Thanksgiving is technically an American holiday. People in Britain don't celebrate it, but like people in Britain also don't celebrate brushing their teeth. So it's like, whatever, dude. like, you know, whatever. So like you guys don't celebrate some things that are cool. And so like with Halloween, it's like, it's a holiday where it's, it's for friends, not family. It's for friends, not family. Christmas is Christmas. In my opinion is the truest holiday. It is truly a holy day. You meet with your friends. You get together. I mean, not not. You meet with your family. You see people you haven't seen in a while. Like when people come back into town. Thanksgiving's like that, but truly, the best part of Thanksgiving is the night before, like the Thanksgiving Eve when you go out to the bars and rise back in town. You see all your friends, and the next day you come hang hung over to your parents' dinner or whatever. You know what I mean? I but, thought the best part of Thanksgiving <clears throat> is celebrating genocide. Oh yeah, well, I mean, I like that aspect too, but. With Halloween, it's like it's it's this truly thing where everybody's like, dude, we're all gonna just dress like fucking assholes tonight, <laughs> and we're all just gonna. So I like that occultist aspect of it. But I like it because people just give you candy, even as an adult. They're like, you want a Snickers, and I'm like, yeah. Yes. It's the only time <laughs> in life when somebody gives you a Snickers, you're like, wow. Right? Thank like you. I was like walking. I'm the, not me when I'm hungry. Thank on you, Halloween, I, I was that. walking to the port, and this guy just gave me candy, and I was like, what a time to be alive! I love this. I wasn't even dressed up. He was just feeling the vibe. The what Halloween a time to be alive! Vibe. October. There's but only like, one. If I looked October. like you, I wouldn't trust random men giving me candy. I'm just saying, like the pretty. I don't either, but I'm just like, if this. This is how I go. This is how I go. I'm going by the sweet tarts. But what you just described is honestly one of the best motivations, hashtag motivations, for dressing nicely on a daily basis. Because if I truly believed that I was going to, like, whatever I was wearing when I died, because that's like a weird thing with ghost movies. It's like, you know, like, okay, so like if I were to see like my grandfather's ghost, I'm imagining it would be like him as like an old guy. I'm not imagining me running into my grandfather as like a guy my age. Yeah. You know? So like with ghosts, it's like when you go in the movie, it's like some dude that's like his half his head's blown off and he's like in a fucking World War One uniform. And you're like, yeah, because that's oh, what he died of. Hey dude. Hey dude, for all the marbles, let me guess. You died in World War One. He's like What do a you social got justice it? warriors go? There's they're like they're with their hands covered in yeah, Cheetos yeah. and they're wearing like a Mario cart shirt. You died with like, green hair, bro. You died with green no, hair. Oh, not the green hair. Wow. I'm dying my hair wow. green again. Fuck everything. Wow. Wow. You as really fucked that up, huh? 
I guess there is a sky daddy bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. I'm going to meet God and I'm going to meet him in lingerie. <laughs> but like, I, I, I mean, I already, I got to be honest, I was already planning on not dying tonight. But now I'm really like, dude, yeah. if I die in sweats, I mean, come on. Dude. Oh no, I just changed your whole life. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, I met the ghost of Jimmy Selesky. He's kind of a loser. I, think. I don't know. I got a vibe. He was kind of just like a fucking loser. I don't know what was going on with that. <laughs> not telling my grandkids shit i'm talking to my grandkids they're like dude uh <laughs> what are you talking about <laughs> you look like you just quit pills <laughs> it's been a really hard 14 days yeah. <laughs> uh, well um, I, I think this is a good place to maybe to end things guys but it's, hey you it's know what now that um, i'm officially blacked out drunk yeah let's end it baby <laughs> But yeah, this has been fucking amazing. Um, I I don't know. Does anybody know where we have a phrase or anything that we should end things on? A conspiracy theory, um, a, pr- a prediction for the future. Um, One day vampires will get to have ghosts. It'll be me. I'm gonna be the vampire ghost. Vampire ghost. <laughs> no. Uh, interdimensional aliens. <laughs> For real. Yep. <laughs> That's what we're going to leave it at. Yeah. Nothing else. <laughs> don't even question it. Don't, don't explain just, it. Nothing else. For real. Yeah. All right, guys. This has been It the Warlocks. Thank you so much for tuning in. Stay charming, Charm City. Woo.